Support comes from the Virginia Living Museum. I'm Jessica Azura, Senior Director of Guest Engagement, welcoming you to experience the wonder of Virginia's native birds, mammals, marine life, and reptiles, all with a focus on education and conservation. More at thevlm.org. And a very good morning to you. Welcome to our Bird Notes. This is Dwight Davis. A bit of history first this morning. Cecilius, or Cecil, Calvert, the second baron Baltimore, was the first proprietor of the colony of Maryland, or Maryland, as it was originally called. The charter was granted in 1632. And if you want further details, consult a good history book and John Barth's masterpiece, The Sotweed Factor. This second Lord Baltimore actually never left England, but he sent his younger brothers to manage the new colony. And he also sent over several place names that are found in Maryland today, Baltimore, Cecil, Calvert, even Anne Arundel, whom he married. The livery of the Lord's Baltimore featured very distinct colors, black and orange. These same colors appear in the plumage of a bird that the early colonists encountered, and so the bird was called the Baltimore Oriole. The Baltimore Oriole is familiar to anyone who has perused a bird book. Its colors guarantee inclusion in such books. The male is a striking pattern of orange and black with white on the wings. As to the names of this bird, well, it gets a bit confusing. Our Orioles, first of all, are not related to the brightly colored Old World Orioles. Ours are grouped with blackbirds. And the scientific family name of blackbirds is Icteridae, meaning yellow-green bird. Got it? The Baltimore Oriole nests just north and west of our corner of Virginia, though there are some about in breeding season, and they do pass through in migration. The nest of this bird is a marvel of construction. It is a woven, swinging pouch suspended from the drooping branches of hardwood trees, safe from predation. The Baltimore Oriole used to favor elms in which to build these nests before the Dutch elm disease destroyed most of the elms in the east. That poet of childhood, Eugene Field, wrote a poem about the Baltimore Oriole and its nest. The title is The Fire Hangbird's Nest, and the opening lines run as follows. As I am sitting in the sun upon the porch today, I look with wonder at the elm that stands across the way. I say and mean with wonder, for now it seems to me that elm is not as tall as years ago it used to be. The old fire hangbirds built her nest therein for many springs, high up amid the sportive winds, the curious cradle swings, but not so high as when a little boy I did my best to scale that elm and carry off the old fire hangbird's nest. Well, neither that little boy nor his friends ever reached the nest. Field closes his poem, and of those recollections of their youth, I'm sure the best would be of how they sought in vain the old fire hangbird's nest. This fire hangbird has another name besides Baltimore Oriole, by the way. It is now officially grouped with the Bullock's Oriole of the western U.S., and both are called Northern Oriole. Official, yes, but I suspect the name Baltimore Oriole will stick around for a while, what with its historical connotations. Also, there's a wonderful little song by Hoagie Carmichael, so titled, and, of course, there is the Baltimore Orioles baseball team. Those names will make it difficult, at least for me, to think of this very handsome bird as just the northern Oriole. 
Support comes from the Virginia Living Museum. I'm Jessica Azura, Senior Director of Guest Engagement, welcoming you to experience the wonder of Virginia's native birds, mammals, marine life, and reptiles, all with a focus on education and conservation. More at the VLM.org.